Welcome to the author commentary for From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. Here, we go behind the scenes with contributors to discuss the creative process behind their stories. A word of caution before we begin, these conversations may contain some story spoilers. I'm Tom Holler, one of the Delray editors who worked on this project. Right now, I'm talking to Anne Toole, author of a story called The Backup Backup Plan. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Um, my first question is that you chose um, to set a story on Bespin and Cloud City, um, which is obviously a well-known part of the film, but at an interesting moment in time, which is after the events of the film, once the, hero the heroes have sort of made their escape, what sort of drew you to wanting to pick a story that was in this time period um, of the film? Well, I just was, wa when I was watching the time on Cloud City, there were all these extras going in the background and I wanted to follow them and figure out what was going on in their life and what life was like on Cloud City. So what really interested me about Cloud City was all these extras walking in the background. I wanted to follow, follow them and see what their lives were like living in the city. And the other thing that really struck me is how quickly Lando abandoned Cloud City to go help Han and Leia and everybody. So I thought, how can he be so confident and like back in the thick of it when about five minutes before he was very concerned about keeping Cloud City safe? And so I thought, well, obviously it's because he feels really confident in the people he's leaving behind so that he can go forward and have this adventure. So then I was like, well, I'm very interested in these people he felt very confident in. So that's where the story started. And what I really love about that decision is that, I mean, obviously as viewers, we're like, yeah, Lendo's making the right choice. He's saving, you know, Leia and Chewie and we're going to go save Han. But what your story allows us to do is to see something that, you know, we don't always see in Star Wars, which is that even the good heroic choices of the, the stars of Star Wars have consequences even unintended ones. And your story really grapples with that in the case of what happens on Cloud City afterwards. And we do that and we see all of that through the view of this amazing, wholly original character you created uh, in Tal. So talk me through developing Tal and what you wanted to accomplish with her as part of showing us, you know, these tremendously capable people that Lando has left the city in, in their hands as he's left. Yeah, so I always like these sort of rogue, roguish character, and I really think that Lando would surround himself with characters that were kind of like him, a little bit uh, fly by the seat of their pants. Obviously, Han is that as well. So I figured his his entourage would include more characters like that, and I really think Tal embodies that. She's a bit of an orphan, a, a rogue character that somehow ended up finding a home on Cloud City and how she turned this this group of people into her sort of family. So that's what I was really trying to lean into, how how it, it definitely does narrow Han's arc as well, the idea that she's only for herself, but then she ended up on this city where she really cared about the people that she was with. And so that's where we pick her up. And the sort of in the classic uh, the classic vein of, you know, Han or Lando stories or just roguish stories in general, um, this story is called the backup backup plan. And as we see, the plans kind of just go horribly. And it's this like everything goes wrong story and then they fix it and then it just keeps going wrong. And I was interested, like, what's the specific challenge of layering so many different sort of twists and plans and turns around each other in the space of essentially like 3000 words? Yeah, that was 
I have to say that amazed me because when I came up with this story, I was like, wow, this, this story is going to be pretty long. And then I wrote it. And then I was like, how is this still very short? <laughs> I was kind of amazed. It was definitely just just following the following the threads. I would be like, well, this would be interesting. This would be interesting. And it, it just kept twisting on itself. And as you know, since you were editing it, that it definitely did require some passes and to to really start to to get it to to glue together a little bit better. And I think that I mean it's common for for every story, of course, but this one definitely was was a challenge. And I was working on another project at the same time. They were like, oh, we're we want you to write a high story. And I was like, well, I really haven't writ written a high story before. And then I was like, wait, no, I just did actually. <laughs> Didn't even realize it. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um yeah. So is it safe to say then that rather than like start at the end with the story, you just you sort of started at the beginning with an idea where it would go and then let the story kind of evolve in its twists and turns? Or did you sort of say, oh, I definitely want to end up with like this thing in the last two paragraphs and I'm going to work my way backwards through that? I definitely, I think it was, I have a beginning idea and an end idea. I definitely wanted to bring in a, a, mold so to speak on the empire side that there was this you know relationship with because i always like evil characters <laughs> so i definitely i definitely wanted to bring that in and then i was like oh well there's that's a great twist let's let's go with that and then it just got even more twisty from there well speaking of twisty and and evil characters and moles you know the key relationship in the story is between tall and ella this this imperial character who we we find they have um a a relationship uh and are working together but also it's a little bit mysterious exactly what the circumstances of the relationship are until the very end um, tell me more about who Ella is as a character. What does her sort of situation and loyalty look like within the Empire? Because as you mentioned, she's kind of like a spy or a mole. But even at the end of the story, we notice like she hasn't left the Empire, doesn't seem we worried about being found out. So tell me more about her and, and why, you know, how you kind of went about constructing her. Yeah, again, I really do kind of like evil characters. I don't think her loyalty is to the Empire at all. Her loyalty is to herself. So I can't really say she's she's a good guy. She does follow through in this story, but it, there's definitely times where she could have just as easily not. And there, there is that, that little bit of tension there where ultimately she feels like she's better than everyone else around her, which uh, that confidence is very attractive, but by the same token, she doesn't feel bad about anything bad that she's done. So she doesn't have a lot of, uh, guilt or regrets which uh makes her again it makes her an attractive character but it's also a very dark character and i was actually thinking yesterday i was like well what happens when the empire falls where how where is she going to end up and that was kind of an interesting train of thought because i was like well she probably wouldn't deny what she did but by the same token she's a survivor and thinks she's smarter than everybody so maybe she'd figure a way out to not not come up, up against up in the you know war crimes that that'll come out at the end of uh, at the end of the fall of the empire. Yeah, I love one of the 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 early moments we share with her, and we see that she just refers to all the stormtroopers around her as just like fool number six and fool number because it's like I don't. She thinks so little of them that she doesn't even bother like remembering any names, and they get swapped out all the time because she actually undermines them. It's a great 
it's just it's such a perfect way to kind of introduce the character and how she views herself in relation to the Imperials around her, who are supposed to be, you know, competent, who are supposed to be these kinds of highly confident individuals. Um, but it's clear that they, they, they can't hold a candle to her, at least in her own mind. Yes. She feels that way about everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, if she's if she's got to, um, you know, avoid getting entangled in the fallout from the end of the war, it sounds like given how the story ends with Tall and some of the other folks from Bespin who maybe themselves might have to get out of Dodge, that uh, she may have a lifeline there. Um, this was such a it's such a fun and great story. And again, it's, it's just really um, incredible how much you were able to pack into such a small um, space. Um, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say like, congratulations, because this is your first Star Wars story. So you're now part of the Star Wars author family. Um, I should have said that at the top. So congrats and welcome. And it's wonderful to have you. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm uh, so excited. <laughs> and uh, I want to equally thank you for taking some time today to come chat with us. Um, uh, we appreciate that a lot. Awesome, thank you. Yeah. Um, and thanks to everyone for listening. You can read The Backup Backup Plan and all the other stories in From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back, which is available now from all your favorite booksellers in print, ebook, and audio download. Thank you. May the force be with you. <laughs>